It's Bernie Goldbach. I'm with Jamie McGraw and a few other people investigating an untold story in my life. Who's up first? Who's got a question? Hey, Bernie. Uh, how did you get the dog tag? Yeah, I'm looking at a dog tag, and I got a, a dog tag, a metal, a small piece of metal with embossing on it from Stephanie Lauer, is how she pronounced her name herself. Uh, what was the dog tag used for? It's, it's an identification uh, mechanism. It's like a card. Some, some of you guys have seen people wearing them around their necks, so typically they're worn around their neck. Sometimes, uh, like I, cut, I had them in my boot. So the boot lace I had, uh, had the dog peg tag strapped into it because I was a pilot and um, the only thing that survives after you burn up are your boots and your, your bones down there. Everything else kind of blows up and vaporizes, but your boots stay intact and the dog tag doesn't burn. Uh, what does a POS on the dog tag signify? Yeah, you know, it's not a piece of shit. It's a, a positive blood type. Yeah, and you need a blood type in case you're involved in a traumatic incident and then they know what kind of transfusion to use. But blood type. How progressive was the army to be able to enlist people from uh, like multiple diverse religious backgrounds and how does that speak to the times and country that the soldiers from? Okay. Um, well, it's as diverse as the blood pool, actually. So, like, you got to... Stephanie and I were in the military, in the U.S. Air Force, so they're, they're a little bit more progressive than the standard U.S. Army. So a uh, wide variety of people. Uh, until recently, transgendered as well, uh, black and white, uh, oriental. The unusual thing in the United States is you can be from a trust territory, like from the Philippines, or uh, you can be from uh, Puerto Rico and get tickets to citizenship and benefits by going into the military. So it's like a big gigantic leveling field. Unlike here in Ireland, if you got into the U.S. military and moved up, you could leave with like a ticket to education that was free, which is a big thing. In the U.S., you pay a lot for education. It's not uncommon to have twenty dollars to $50,000 debt at the end. If you come through the military, you spend two to four years in the military, you can get into programs where the military pays for your education. So as a result, that captures the interest of a lot of young people. And we had a lot of diverse people working together with us. What, ro what, what role did you play? Stephanie was a, um, an operations analyst and she was a dispatcher. So uh, I worked alongside her. Um, we arranged for stuff to fly different places, pick up things, drop off stuff, uh, air ambulance services, distinguished visitor travel, movement of nuclear weapons. Uh, logistic channels where we had flying warehouses, big cargo jets that were flying from continent to continent. Uh, she was a dispatcher. She moved those planes around. That's what her job was. Uh, where was she stationed? Ramstein, Germany was the one place where she was stationed. In the United States, a couple of different places. She worked in a secure communication facility more than 100 feet below ground, big concrete bunker, lots of communications gear, and uh, interesting stuff. You obviously knew this woman. What's uh, the story with the relationship there? That, that's the ultimate untold story. That's Stephanie uh, and um, what she did and how she did it and then how she influenced me and in a really interesting, um, vulnerable time in both of our lives. So that's the ultimate untold story. Stephanie, Bernie, Germany, and where it went. Stay tuned for those details. This has been Untold Story... Uh, 
item. Claire has snapped the picture of the dog tag. We'll put that in the caption. Thanks for listening to this untold story. Bye for now. I'm Bernie Goldbach, and I got an untold story. Some of my animators are going to ask me a question about it. What do you need to know about a dog tag that we're holding as we ask this question? Hi, my name is Victoria, and what is the dog tag made of? It's corrosion-proof, stainless steel, light metal with some stuff stamped on it. Hi, I'm Carla. What does the AF stand for on the tag? AF is in capital letters, Air Force, or sometimes it's USAF. Um, sometimes it's um, the word Army or Navy, but AF means Air Force. Hi, I'm Sive, and what do these numbers mean there on the dog tag? Series of numbers, three numbers, a dash, two numbers, another dash, and four numbers. It's a social security count number in the U.S. It's a tracking number. It's like with you forever. Once you, um, it's like a RSI number or PPS number here. Hi, I'm Amy. Can you trace people by these numbers? You certainly can. There are companies set up that specialize in tracking identities. And it's also a dangerous thing because once you have a social security account number, if, someone if you're compromised with that and they have that number, your driving license and a few other things, they can assume your identity. Hi, I'm Claire. Where did the dog tag come from? It came from the woman, Stephanie Lauer. Um, she's of Irish descent. Years ago, her relatives would have gone to the United States, and she was certified as a daughter of the American Revolution, which meant the family was in the U.S. before the 1770s. Um, her family came from Dublin to Ireland in the late 1600s. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Why is the dog tag in your pocket? Yeah, I knew her, knew this woman, Stephanie Lauer, and we worked together, and she was a significant other during um, the 1990s in my life. So I knew her, and she gave me the dog tag. Hi, I'm Mira. Where was Stephanie from? Pocatello, Idaho, which is a potato country in the U.S. So most of the potatoes used by McDonald's in the U.S. are red russet potatoes from Idaho. Very scenic location. Uh, I'm Tyg. What was the most momentous event of her life in the military? Happened in August of 1988. Uh, 300,000 people were on the ground. Uh, big air show. Two Italian jets hit each other. They cartwheeled into the crowd. And 72 people died. 72 people died uh, when that happened. So she was there to watch it happen, which is rather traumatic. Hi, I'm Dorota. And how did the military treat Stephanie? Um, she had a fraught relationship with the military. It was kind of up and down. Um, she ended up leaving the military under less than desirable conditions, and her um, background was kind of marred. Her time was kind of marred by some traumatic events that happened when she was in the military uniform. Hey, uh, I'm Elaine. Did Stephanie have any relationship with religion? She didn't. She declared herself as uh, no religious preference and was very agnostic and proud of it. So staunch non-believer, you could say. Hi, I'm Darren. What happened to the owner of the dog tag? She um, never really recovered from the events of August 28, 1988. Um, went back to the States, uh, went through a few things, a couple of relationships, and I found out later um, in the uh, late 90s that, that she hung herself. Hi, I'm Megan. And where is Stephanie now? I believe her remains are back in Pocatello, Idaho, where the whole story started, and that's where the dog tags would reveal themselves as being probably located in a, in a locker or a wardrobe back there. So a quick lost story from something in my pocket shared with some animators in Clonmel, and which you can see in the caption for this clip, 
that go across to a, a link on Instagram or where the dog tag is currently displayed. Thanks for listening to this lost story. There may be some others showing up on this flow in the near future. Bye for now. Mr. Barony, I have a fabulous idea for your students for the pen and pixel account on Anchor. I've got a great personal identification activity which will help people connect with each other, with themselves, more of a personalization thing. I developed it years ago and I think we can transform it into audio, but it's too complicated to explain in a one minute call in. So if you want me to do it on my station, let me know and I'll do it and you can echo it. How's that? Do you like that? It's, um, it's about identity and it's about um, declaring how we feel about ourselves using our body parts, actually. So it's kind of related to the shoes thing. Actually, now I'm looking at the clock ticking away. Maybe I could have explained it in a one-minute call-in. Oh, well, too late now. I've committed to the call me and I'll get back to you approach. Okay, let me know, Bernie. Georgie D, over and out. Just a quick note of appreciation to uh, Claire and Claire, Victoria, Carla, Zive, Amy, Caitlin, Myra, Tig, Arota, Lane, Deeran, and Megan. Thank you for eliciting this untold story. On one level, the story of someone named Stephanie, but for us here in the Anchor community, an untold story about Bernie. Take care. Robert, we hope. Hi, Robert. Say hello, Dylan. I'm Yannick Fossey. No, this is Dylan, and Dylan's listening to the untold story. Uh, since it was put up on Anchor, I had a conversation with uh, my daughter in Oregon. and realized there's a whole bunch of stories untold about the family where I grew up in Pennsylvania, and uh, I think my grandchildren would like to know some of those stories, even though my memory might be a little bit distorted. <laughs> All these untold stories get a little bit of distortion, and that's okay. So Robert, thanks for visiting, and I'm hoping this channel can offer some other untold stories by at least 20 different students' perspectives. They're rich, they're real, and they're untold. So we'll give them some life here through Pen and Pixel on Anchor and push them out as podcast segments as well. Stay tuned for more untold stories. Thanks for listening.